Welcome everybody to the Monday night call and tonight is going to be going to be a really um, I don't know it's going to be an interesting call because I think that this topic is something that I have definitely dealt with over the years <laughs> my own self personally and then of course seeing it in my team and why people struggle and why people do well and all that other jazz so I can't wait to get to that um, so but first who am I? I'm actually a little winded because I just fed my horses and lifted bales of hay and walked fast to get out here and get on this call. <laughs> the beauty of having your own business, right? So I'm Jen Springer, and I've been with Young Living since 2001. And it's, you know, <laughs> tonight's topic on excuses is very interesting for me because whenever I feel stuck in my own business, I always feel like it's you know, I, I step back and then I look at things and I'm like, oh, what have I been doing to make excuses to not do what I should be doing and that kind of thing. And over the years, you know, looking at people who do really well and people that get stuck, you know, I'm like, well, you know, if you want it bad enough and it's really the top thing that you got to have no matter what, you're going to reach your goals and you're going to surpass those excuses. But I'm going to get more into that in a little bit, you know, I mean, this is going into, oh my goodness, I signed up in 2001. So I will be hitting my next anniversary in May of 2020, which, you know, I'm going into my 19th year. Am I 19th year? 18th year? Going into, yeah, something like that. And, you know, over the time, we've seen so many things happen. And the way that it kind of things happening right now is that, you know, when I started, Young Living, nobody knew what oils were. You know, everybody was still hung up on pyramid schemes. And it was like an intro presentation with something like, this is olive oil and this is essential oil, you know, like frankincense and myrrh, like Jesus, you know, the whole thing. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, frankincense, you know, <laughs> that's how it was. Well, in 2014-ish, started picking up a lot of momentum in 2013, but 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 18, you know, the essential oil industry had a massive explosion. And what has happened with that is now everybody knows about oils. I mean, you can get oils everywhere. And there's these people saying their oils are better than those people. And those oils are better than these people. And mine's better than yours. And who's Gary Young? You know, we were better than Gary. And it's like stupid. So now we have the oil wars, and some of that is cooling off. You know, a lot of people aren't really talking about it. I've heard a couple people mention it. But that trend in oils is now moving towards CBD and hemp, which has helped us a little bit, but a lot of people have had a lot of attrition because of it. You know, there's a lot of folks that go from one hot thing to the next thing. They think that their miracle cure is the next thing down the road. And so right now – the biggest thing is, especially related to tonight's topic about excuses, is that we can't use that as an excuse. <laughs> Everybody's heard about essential oils, and everybody has already enrolled in essential oils, and my town is already saturated with another company, and that's all excuses. And we'll, like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. But in case if you're listening to this live or you're listening to this and you're somebody forwarded to you, you can listen to all the recordings that we go back to these calls to 2013 and the archive is on SoundCloud. So if you're on an Android, you can look up the SoundCloud uh, app and the podcast is under uh, Diamond Factory and the same with iTunes. You can search Diamond Factory and subscribe to this podcast. 
most of the listeners are on the podcast. I mean, thousands of downloads within the month after these calls are posted. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure you get on the Monday call email list because I send a lot of things through there <laughs> that you never see on the podcast. It's my VIP list. And you can get that at OurSimpleTraining.com and slash MNC, Monday Night Call. But you can also see it there when you land on the Our Simple Training page. You can just opt into that. And that is very helpful for you to get in the know. I send out a lot of articles, things that are happening, you know, who's doing what kind of stuff beyond just the simple Monday Night Call announcement. So it's really important to get on that call so that you can get all that. You know, if you're looking to build your business and you're serious about it, you want to have that insider type of information. So you get that through the Monday call. And I think that's about it. There's so many things happening, especially with the season right now. We're gearing up for holiday season. Now we hang on to our coattails and we ride through this time of year. But it's super important to keep working so that your January does not fall through the cracks. And, you know, some people want to keep hitting that momentum or they're in an area where they're not necessarily um, – uh, how do I say, I don't, like I said, not to use excuses, but people are looking to bring in another stream of prospects. So they might be in an area where they are living in the remote, like 20 people in their town or possibly working a couple jobs and they want to leverage using ads for their, their business and their growth. And the last couple of years, I really delved into ads. I've been trying to get online marketing cracked since 2007 when Facebook, I first got on Facebook in 2007, this new thing called Facebook and um, what was the other one? Um, the music one before that. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember the. Um, oh, I'm, I'm MySpace. <laughs> I was trying to market on MySpace, and then everybody went to Facebook and Twitter, and you know everything is always going to keep moving. And find you know started running ads and stuff, and was able to get that to finally work like almost eight years later. And if you're interested in learning about ads, I only recommend that you do it with a little bit of guidance. Um, so learn about ads and, and the ins and outs and what not to do and not to get burned. Um, you can watch my uh, webinar that I put together. It's uh, getleadsforyl.com. And you can watch. I do. It's about an hour, and it's really kind of the navigating Facebook kind of stuff. It explains a lot if you've ever tried to run ads and you've gotten no results. Because <laughs> Facebook is a secret underground handshake club, and you've got to know what you're doing, or they'll just take your money and keep charging you and not give you anything. So please watch that. If you're thinking about running ads, don't let Facebook just you know, go right into your wallet and take all your money. It's at getleadsforyl.com. All right, so let's get into our topic tonight, which let's talk about excuses. And, you know, this is kind of a loving kick in the pants for all of you today because we all do it, every one of us. Like I mentioned a little bit ago, we talk about, well, you know, my company is already uh, saturated. You know, the big competitor is taking over, and I can't get anybody sponsored anymore. And everybody around here is already using oils or, you know, I mean, people say that stuff, but that is an excuse, okay? And there are companies that have been around since the dawn of time. I mean, Young Living has been around since 2000 and, or not, not 2000, I've been in since 2001. 1994 was their first year. So the company opened in 1993. And here, you know, you guys, the thing is with that, there's companies that have been around much longer than that, and they're still having flourishing distributors like Mary Kay and Avon and Shackley 
oh, my gosh. I mean, I know people that went to the top of Shackley's plan, and Shackley has been around forever, and you would be like, who's doing Shackley? You know, Herbalife and Amway, and, you know, there's so many, I mean, so many things when you start, when you've been in the industry a long time, you see a lot, and you meet a lot of people. So, you know, we can, we can justify our inaction by not taking action through excuses. And so we're going to talk about, you know, stop making excuses, <laughs> and it might be a kick in your pants. And so one of the things I wanted to define excuses by somebody who told this to me in 2007, I think it was, and it really, it's still in the forefront of my brain because nothing can be truer than what I'm going to tell you right now. It's, she said, excuses are well-planned lies that we tell ourselves so we don't do something. It's our way of justifying in our own minds that there's good reasoning for us to not do something. So we're basically convincing ourselves so deeply that our excuse is reality when we don't even realize it's a lie. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's like we're like telling ourselves this stuff, this justification, but it's really a lie, you know, and, and all fundamental, you know, points of that. It's like, I'm telling myself this to justify my actions or inactions. And that's what an excuse is. And it really sometimes is uh, a bite in the butt because it is reality. And so the thing is with excuses is that they keep you from achieving your goals. That's ultimately what it is. Whether you're looking to lose 10 pounds or the goal is to clean your garage or sponsor 10 people in the next 90 days, it's the excuses that are holding you back. Oh, I'm going to start tomorrow. We're having, you know, next week we're going to clean the garage because this weekend we got this going on and that going on. And little Johnny's got, you know, PTA meeting I got to be to on Friday, and it's just too much. And then, like, Monday comes, and then the garage doesn't get clean. It's the same with weight loss, if you've ever tried to lose weight. I mean, how many times do you say, oh, I'm going to start, like, right now is fall time. <laughs> well, I'm going to start after Thanksgiving. I'm going to start after Halloween. Then I'll do that through, thanks, you know, to Thanksgiving, and then I'll have a cheat day on Thanksgiving, and then we'll go through, you know, and I'll be good to Christmas, and, you know, but then, like, those holidays come, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be, okay, I'll just start after New Year's. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be my resolution. And then, you know, I mean, we just, and then, and then, and then, and then, like, years go by, and some of the most popular excuses we use, this, these are, and you hear this all the time, and you might even say this, is, I don't have time excuses. You know, I don't know if I have time for that or, you know, I don't have time for this. The reality is with, with any excuse we give, it's because we're not putting this thing as a priority that we want to do. Or I don't have the money. You know, we hear that excuse even in that objection. That, or, or you might say it, I don't have the money to do this. But really, you know, if you really plan accordingly, you sell some stuff on Let Go or Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, you could get rid of enough stuff to pay for whatever. People find the money if they want to do it bad enough. I've seen people give me that excuse, and then they go get a $600 tattoo the next week. You know, it's I don't have the money is really, I don't want to give you the money right now because I don't think this is important enough to me. That's really what people are saying or what you're saying. Because if it was super important, you would definitely get it the money. You somehow beg, borrow, steal, sell stuff, you know, whatever. 
Um, the same with I don't know enough. A lot of people don't get started in their business because they, that's their excuse. I don't know enough. Well, really what that's saying is I don't feel like I know enough and I'm afraid of people judging me because I think in my own mind I don't know enough. Or I'm not, a lot of people have the I'm not good enough uh, excuse, but they're kind of silently saying that to themselves. You know, they'll say, oh, I can't make it, or I can't, I'm not good for this business. But they're really saying, I don't feel like I'm good enough, when that's another lie that we tell ourselves to buck up and put ourselves out there so we don't feel like we are, um, uh, what if we failed and everybody saw that? You know, that's, that's a hard one to eat, right? And so we make this excuse like, oh, I don't know if this is right for me. It might not be a good fit. When they're really saying, I'm not good enough, I, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then really, you know, what if I fail excuse? And people might be saying a time excuse or a money excuse, but they're really saying in their mind, what if I fail? But on the other side of that, if you're thinking that, and I, luckily I've not really had this one. Uh, mine is, I've got different excuses, you know. but you know, what if I fail? Was like, what if you succeeded? Would that even be more scary than what if you failed? You know, if someone says, you know, what if I fail? And that's the reason in their mind for not doing stuff that it's like, you got to look at it deeper. And I'm going to get into that in a second. Or we hear, you know, my, my spouse doesn't support me. Well, if you, that could mean there's a whole host of other excuses and reasoning and fears behind that because it's like, well, my husband doesn't support me or I've got to ask my husband about this. But really they're saying, I'm unsure, I can't make my own decision or I don't want to tell you no. Or on the other side of that, if I tell my husband I'm doing this, he may give me a hard time and then we're going to have a fight and then we're not going to be happy and maybe he'll leave me. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind these excuses that people need to make these decisions. And it, you know, ultimately excuses are the goal killers. And so, you know, there's two things that, that excuses really do. The first thing is that they block you from your goals. They get in the way. It's like a big wall in front of you that of like, I can't get to my goal. And the second thing, this is the harsh reality of excuses is they cause people not to trust you anymore. And you might think that's kind of harsh, just like as some of these other things I've said, but it's true. Uh, you know, if you, how do many people, you know, you think in your mind, who do you know that you've asked them to help you or you've, they've committed to things and then they back out all the time? Or maybe it's you and this is hitting you in the face like a mirror where you're always canceling or there, you've got a friend that's always canceling on you or, backing out or making a reason why they can't do something and they don't follow through when they said they were and they come up with all these reasons and justifications why they didn't do it. But ultimately that causes a lot of trust problems. I, I have that in my personal life where, you know, people commit to me. I am an action. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I can't do it, I'm going to tell you. And so with one of my core things, like I was saying earlier, like with my own excuses, is that if someone tells me they're going to do something, they better freaking do it. If they say they're going to show up to a call or a meeting or they're going to take out the garbage, whatever that thing is, if they tell me they're going to do something, I expect them to do it. And if they don't, it makes me really mad because I lose 100% of trust. I go into that relationship with trust, and if people fall short on their commitments, I lose trust. 
and then I really put up the barrier, and then people can't get back in. They have to prove and get their trust back with me. And that's why I was looking at excuses today when I was going to talk to you about it. And I'm like, you know, these excuses are, yeah, it blocks you from your goals, and everybody talks about that. But really, they cause people not to trust you anymore. Or maybe on your hand with your team, you know, if you've got a team member who says, yeah, 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 I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to meet you Friday, and and then they start pulling out and making excuses why they can't show up, and they seem all legitimate. It's like their life is a constant tornado, which obviously they need to get a grip on, or they're always making these excuses. But then all of a sudden, you don't trust that team member anymore. And then it's like, whoa, you know, I, that person you just kind of write off or you get really mad or you get really frustrated. And the same with us, you know, with our teams, if we promise them things. And I know sometimes I've fallen short of that. I so personally, I just forget half the time, you know, perimenopause brain gets the most of me at moments. But again, even me saying that is an excuse. You know, I could sit down and take a, a pen and paper and put it on my to-do list and execute immediately. But saying, oh, you know, I'm forgetful. Like people say, I'm so forgetful. Well, there's a way around that. Honestly, when I say that, it's an excuse. You know, we got to call ourselves out on our own BS, right? So, you know, for the first step to all of this is self-awareness. And, you know, we don't always catch ourselves in this, but even like right now talking to you, I caught myself in that, you know, I caught myself in that awareness is, you know, once you realize that, you know, that a person's been lying to themselves, it takes a lot of pressure off and then they can get real with why they're not doing something. And like I just said to you, you know, about the perimenopause, oh, I've got perimenopause brain. Well, really, I just need to write, write stuff down so I don't forget and, if I, and go to that checklist. But, you know, being lazy, I forget or I space out and then I, I drop the ball and then I lose trust with people when I say things and I don't fall through because I didn't write it down because my, I'm conscious of my you know, overcommitted brain in my, in my space and out sometimes. And so we've got to become aware of these stories that we're telling ourselves that are holding us back, you know, from where we want to go, because we got to remember that's a false reason that we're telling ourselves that, you know, we're making an excuse to be lazy. We're making an excuse to, you know, justify some other fears. We're making an excuse because we don't want to say no. I'm going to get into that in a minute. You know, we'll never move forward if we don't become self-aware. And this is the first step to this whole thing is self-awareness. It is absolutely the first step. And so, you know, when, when you realize this, you know, just pay attention to your own conversations and just pull back for a second when you're talking and notice and catch yourself. Like I caught myself with the perimenopause brain. I'm like, whoa, I was just bullcrapping everybody. Oh self-awareness and then I could dig deeper and be like well you know is that is that a superficial one or is that you know there's something deeper that is behind that well in my case it was really like when it comes to the hormone brain it's really about I just need to write stuff down I mean that I don't have any big fears or anything revolving around that but I I just need to write down I need to do another action but a lot of things if you're not committing to you've got to dig deeper and ask why you know why don't you for example why don't you somebody invites you to a fourth of july party and you say no well it's like why don't you want to go to that fourth of july party and then you're like well i don't want to see my neighbor well why don't you want to see your neighbor what is the reason why you don't want to see the neighbor 
well, the neighbor, you know, makes you feel uncomfortable because they talk to you really close and are up in your space. You know, well, why does that make you feel uncomfortable? Because you feel like your personal boundary is violated. Well, what can I do about that? You know, then always ask when you dig deeper, what can I do about that? It could be a superficial thing, like I just need to write stuff down with my forgetful brain, or you could dig deeper on the creepy neighbor and how can you create a boundary? What can I do about that so that you feel empowered uh, and not feeling like you have no control? A lot of times we use excuses when we don't feel like we have control of the situation and we just bow out with, a, with an excuse to justify. Remember, that goes back to that well-planned lie that we're telling ourselves to accept that we're not doing something for a specific reason. So you got to dig deeper. And, you know, you got to understand why you don't want to do something. You know, step back and what's causing the I can't words that are coming out of your mouth? I can't make it. I can't do that. I don't think I can blah, blah, blah. Whatever those things are, just step back. And almost always it's fear. I mean, like I said, there's some superficial things, but if you're like, I can't, X, Y, Z, like, oh, I can't stand in front of a, you know, I can't, I'm not a good speaker. Well, I can't speak. I'm not, you know, like, I've heard that so many times. I can't do this. You're so much smarter than me. I've heard that before. Well, that person's telling me that they think they're really stupid and that they can't do this because of, you know, their own self-esteem is terrible. And so you've got to, to get to the root of that. You know, what is the fear behind that? And, and look at what are you afraid of? You've got to confront that. It's really an opportunity. You know, how can you work around that thing that you can make it so that you can banish that fear and use it for fuel to move forward and to break through versus using it to hide behind? You know, you can totally hide behind your excuse or you can use it to grow. And that's the thing. You can take the fear and make it into fuel so fear to fuel, and look at that as, wow, here's an opportunity for me to have some personal growth, which I hate that, those two words, personal growth, because, you know, often it means your pants size gets bigger, too. I need some personal growth, and all of a sudden you're like, I got to go to the store and buy some new pants, you know. <laughs> so, you know, really look at, you know, what do you need to do in order to get through those blocks and, and have some epiphanies and some perception shifting and some realizations so that you can move forward and get what's needed, you know. And, and what's, maybe you, you need to learn some new skills. You know, those blocks are either personal growth, like it's a belief about yourself or a belief about others or a belief about the world or a belief about the business. Something needs to shift within us. Or maybe you need more skills that would make you more confident so that you would feel good about doing that thing and, and maybe – not, you know, be so worried about looking silly or whatever. And then the other thing is, too, when you're looking to take that fear and make it into fuel, is what do you need around you to support you? You know, who do you need around you to support you? What do you need around you? What do you, you know, when you ask yourself, you know, how can I act on this so that I can break through this reasoning that I'm using as excuses, be honest with yourself. What do I need for this? Do I need a, to practice how to do a, a talk and have a little friends and family over so that I don't look stupid in front of all these other people? And that might be your dialogue. You know, I'm afraid to go speak to my friends at church because what if I say the wrong words? Well, that's an excuse. That's why you're not doing it. But 
sit back and say, what do I need to do? Okay, well, I, it would be great if I could practice with my family, even your, your, your immediate family, you know, your father, mother, sister, brother, kids, whatever. I mean, I, when I learned how to speak, public speaking terrified me. Here I am, I public speak like multiple times a week. It's like my jam. I love it now. But again, it was an opportunity. How do I get better at this? And this, this trait of working through excuses has followed me for a very long time. And I remember in high school, oh, my gosh, I would come up with every excuse not to do public speaking. And we had speech class. And I just, oh, my gosh, like I just, <sighs> terrible, terrified. And then when I graduated, uh, I don't know if I had to do speech in college. I think I did. I did do speech class. And I don't remember. That was kind of a blur. But going into the corporate world, I thought to myself, well, I had to do this training. I was, when, I was in human resources, and I had to do some training of people in the, in the plant about OSHA compliance stuff and whatever, just super exciting things, right? And I decided, well, I have two, two things. If I, you know, I'm, I'm asked to do this public speaking. I have two options. I can either get up there and be terrified and crumble and look stupid. This is my own my dialogue, by the way. Or B, I can put on my big girl panties and really practice this and learn this and be good at the skill and not take it too seriously and get really good at it. And I chose the second one. Like I literally put on a persona to be a speaker. And it was like I stepped into that character to do speaking. And so what I did for the next year, because I had to get this plant I worked in totally up to code for OSHA compliance I would go around to each department and practice the OSHA training with a whiteboard. I'm dating myself right now. But the funny thing was is most of the people in the plant didn't speak English. So I took the pressure off myself like, well, they don't even know what I'm saying. So, like, if I mess up, they don't even know. If I just fake it like I'm confident, 50% of them aren't even going to know what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's how I got through that. I just turned it around. And I took that opportunity of fear and excuses in the past and brought it into, well, how can I do this? And I got good at doing public speaking. And so, like, that goes back to the question is what do you need in order to break through things, you know, step back and write down, like, five things you're making excuses about right now that you know you need to do and you know you're making excuses and ask yourself, what do I need in order to break through that? What are the tools? What are the people? What is the training? Do I need a mind shift? You know, what, and seek that out, like, till, you know, like you're super hungry for it. And the most important thing of all of this is taking that responsibility. You know, we've got to take responsibility. A lot of times we take these excuses and we make them because we want to put the responsibility on an external thing outside of ourselves so that we're not in control. And that, you know, you blame a third party or something outside of you. Well, like, I can't take out the garbage today because it's raining. Well, that's an excuse. You know, you put that outside of yourself. Like, you know, the weather is up to God and, or goddess, you know, Mother Nature to, like, make it rain. And you're like, I can't go because it's raining. Well, it's baloney. You can definitely put a hat on in a, in a, in a sheet, you know, one of those uh, rubber sheets, you know, the... Um, raincoats and your boots and get your butt out there and bring out the garbage. But we make up these excuses like, oh, it's out of my control because Mother Nature is doing that. Now, if it was like a 10-foot snowstorm, you could absolutely try to get out there, but 
<laughs> probably that might be a legitimate, you know, rationale for not doing something. But 99% of the time, you know, it's hogwash when we put that outside of ourselves that we're not taking responsibility. You know, that, you know, the most important thing is you take the responsibility that you own this fear holding you back and that it's not the person or situation or whatever it is outside of yourself. You've got to just own it and say, all right, I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And it's interesting when you do that, like, the universe brings you all the answers and the resources. So a lot of times, you know, people hide behind these excuses, and I've done it myself, I'm not going to lie. I'll use an external force to not fuck up and take responsibility for something. So there's that one, and that one's kind of harsh. I know it's a kick in the butt because we don't realize when you say, well, I can't do that because of this, it's really an excuse, and I am totally guilty of that sometimes myself. And the more we tell ourselves, you know, I'm afraid of this or I'm afraid of that or I don't do that, the more you ingrain it, you know, the more you're literally programming your brain that you can't do that. And so if we say, wait a minute, I need to take responsibility and shift that into my mind that I can and that I am in control and I can change this outcome and do something, then there you go. You know, some of you may know that I've, you know, had challenges flying in the last five, six years. I used to fly all over the world. One day, for some odd reason, I don't know why, <clears throat> I have a little inkling why. Uh, it's back when we lived in the moldy house, and I was troubled in my breathing, and I didn't realize it. I got on a hot plane, and I felt like I was suffocating. And from that point forward, I could not get on a plane anymore without having extreme panic. And I've been working on it for five years and I still am getting to the point where I enjoy flying again. I've been really working on it, but I could put my foot down and say, absolutely, I am not flying ever again, but it's something I'm like, okay, you know, do I take responsibility of this and change this and work through it? Or do I just sit back and use that as an excuse? And I have used it as an excuse, but a lot of, you know, I look at them like, well, am I using this as a crutch or, or am I really, is it not in my highest interest to fly by the way I feel right now, especially if I've got things going on that sort of we were really sick. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I didn't want to make the trauma even worse. So just step back and say, you know, I, I'm going to take responsibility of that fear. And even if you have a really big phobia around something, just, just say, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to take responsibility and empower myself. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to get hypnosis. I'm going to work with a life coach. I'm going to do EFT, AFT. You know, <laughs> there's a really good book um, by the gentleman that helped me fly. His name is Tom Bond. If you have phobias, he wrote a book, Panic Cure. I don't know, Tom Bunn, B-U-N-N. You can get it. His book is new on Amazon. His stuff absolutely works. He reprograms your brain and gets that amygdala to play nice with you, if, especially if you've got big phobias, like you're like me, who's <laughs> dealing with that you know, type of thing. But you just take responsibility. It's an opportunity to work through your junk. Ugh. And sometimes it's so much easier to have an excuse. Oh, I don't fly anymore because of blah, 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 right? You could come up with all these excuses or you could grow and get through it. And so a lot of times people make excuses because they, um, they have a lack of confidence. You know, maybe they don't believe they can do it or break through and they feel like, well, if they fail and they're not confident that 
people are going to be, you know, laughing at them and they're going to be embarrassed, you know, and those are two big reasons why people, you know, have excuses is they're afraid of failing and they're afraid of embarrassing themselves. And that's why they make reasons for not doing something. Well, you know, I can't do that because of this and that, whatever, you know, and you got to ask yourself, go back to that whole thing where I just talked about. What do you need to help give you confidence? Do you need to, like, change the way you talk? Because what you talk is what your subconscious believes. You know, I can fly. I will fly again. I love flying. I enjoy flying. You know, that's the programming. And the self-talk with you. I am a good speaker. I can enroll people every week. You know, change your stinking thinking around. Or maybe you need some more training. Like, you just need the skill, you know. Like, if you don't know, like, when you learned how to drive a car, if you don't know how to drive a car, you're going to take a class so you can learn how to do everything and hit the right buttons and the left and the right and the brake and the gas. It's the same thing. And then you become more confident, and then you go on some test drives in a parking lot, and then you get better and better and better. It's the same thing. So on the other note of that, if you're worried about what other people think, you might get to the point of where you just say, who cares? Who gives a rip what this person thinks, what that audience thinks? I'm going to do this, and I don't care what people say, think, or talk about with me. And, you know, a lot of times, especially if you're super nervous to do something, just the, one of the things that I found that helps incredibly so is to let people know, don't say I'm nervous. But just say, look, this is my first time, and if I say everything backwards and forget all my stuff and blah, 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 let's laugh together, <laughs> you know, like something like that. And, and, and just don't say, I'm really nervous, you know, this is that. People are, oh, you're fine, but that can feed into, you're saying, I am nervous, which you're feeding into that conscious languaging. It's like saying, hey, this is my first time. I've never done a talk before in front of a group, so if I run out of the room screaming, and like crying, or I might spontaneously combust, then um, you know what happened. You know, I mean, you could joke like that, or you could literally say, hey, it's my first time, and uh, let's do this together. So if I stare at you for a minute because I forgot what I was going to say, just look at me and maybe help me remember where I was at, you know, something like that. You got to get to the point sometimes where you just say, I don't care. I don't care what they think. I don't care if I mess up. I don't care if I'm not perfect. Because the more we try to be perfect, the more we get pressure on ourselves and the more we make excuses because we don't think that we can be perfect because then we're afraid of people thinking and saying stuff about us and really people don't even put a second thought about it. So it's just interesting, you know, how we put these things on ourselves. (laughs) So, oh, it's just so crazy. But, you know, another thing to help you with getting through these excuses is knowing when to say no. You know, being a, if you truly don't want to do something and you're, like, always making excuses about doing this or that or whatever, just learn how to say no. And this, all of us do this. I know this is a fact. I think most of us do. You know, you make a, an excuse because you don't want to go somewhere or do something or something of that nature. And if you really don't want to do something, just come out and say that. It's really um, going to help you create a boundary that is clear, and you're going to feel good about yourself that you created it. Versus, you know, remember, excuses are well-planned lies that we tell ourselves to, you know, justify something that we're not doing. 
And if someone says, hey, Jen, you know, I want to go bowling with you on Saturday, and I'm like, uh, I think that Monty wants me to do something with him Saturday, and that's a total lie. Because I may say that because I'd rather go see the horses or I'd rather, like, sleep in late or I'm tired. I Instead of saying, oh, Monty, you know, wants us to do I just say, you know what, Saturday is my only day of the week that I can really sit down and, like, chill out and, you know, not set the alarm. And I might even go visit the horses in the morning. So can we do this another time or I can't make it this weekend? You know, when you say that, you're actually really creating that line in the sand with a boundary. You know, these, you know, excuses for obligations, they can make us feel better temporarily because we're not committing to something in the moment. However, really getting clear on our personal boundaries gives us better self-esteem. It also gives us clarity on what, you know, we want to do for our goals, you know, and what we want to do to get there and how we want to achieve. You know, it's so funny, that little trickle of telling somebody no because you really don't want to do something is going to trickle into many areas of your life, especially if you've had problems with boundaries in the past. And it took me a long time to learn this. I think I finally got this in the last, I don't know, 10 years um, where I would finally say no to something, or I would say, you know, that's not a great night. Let's, you know, let's do it a different day. You know, I really reserve. Saturday mornings for my own personal mental health day, you know, and, and, and bring that in to really help you. So, and that goes back into this is, you know, if you are using excuses a lot to not go out with friends or do things, you might need to recharge. You know, if you're exhausted and you're really, you know, spent and, you know, at your wit's end and you need some you times for your own mental health, like this goes back to you being self-aware why are you making all those excuses telling people you can't do this, you can't do that, you cancel appointments, you cancel that? You've got to step back and be self-aware. That's the first thing that I told you. The second thing is, if this is the case, maybe, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I really I do that all the time because I'm exhausted. Or I feel like I don't have any time with my kids. Or, you know, I really need that time at the gym to really get my stress out. You know, it's really important to me. So, you know, if you step back and you need to recharge because you feel depleted by doing this and doing that and obligation, obligation, you know, my question is, are you a do-it-all Sally? You know, who, you know who's hit the wall and you say that because you don't want to be more, more burned out. So often that underlying excuse is because of overcommitment in the past and fatigue that you're just fried. You want to be, be helpful. You want to be there. If someone asks you, hey, can you come and help me with this presentation on, on Thursday? And I got another one on Friday, and we're doing an expo on Saturday. And you're like, blah, you know. <laughs> Again, go and be honest and say, look, you know, I reserve those times for this and that, but I can help you always provide a solution, remember? Or how can you empower yourself? Well, I can come on Thursday, but I can't make Wednesday or Saturday or whatever it is, right? So be really aware of what you need to recharge. You know, what do you really want to do versus what do you think others want you to do? And we often do things and we're like, oh, I got to go do this. How many times have you said that? Like, I can't see you raise your hand, but you said that recently. You know, I've got to do this. You know, oh, oh, she's making me do it. I, I don't want to do this, but I got to go anyways. 
those are the things that you should not go to because they're sucking the life out of you and you're not creating that clear boundary. And so when you have the energy, your excuse meter goes down. Well, when you have the energy and the boundaries, personal boundaries of what you need, your excuse meter goes down. And your life is so much better because you feel good about yourself. Your self-esteem goes up because now you're putting yourself forward and you're living your truth. I mean, this excuse thing goes really deep, you guys. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do this talk tonight. Because honestly, I didn't even want to do this talk tonight. I was like, oh, I don't want to do the call tonight. And Monty and I were talking and he gave me the idea of doing excuses. <laughs> Called me right out. But uh, it's true. Like, why don't I want to do this? It's because I'm like, oh, I've been doing that. And I start making this crap up in my brain. Well, I've been doing this since 2013 every week except for a couple Christmases and New Year's and like one or two other times. And, and I start to give myself a load of crap to try to justify not do. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I like got you know, everything out there so I could do this call. That's just the honest truth. A lot of leaders and a lot of people don't talk about their excuses. Like everything is Pollyanna perfect all the time, and it's not. You know, it's like personally, I'm like, I'd rather be sitting in a spa or my hot tub or I don't have a hot tub, but I'd rather be sitting in my tub with hot water and have some salt with some stress away, you know. So, and that, that also goes into, you know, our shoulds, you know, and I mentioned it a little bit is, you know, we should on ourselves all the time. And, you know, we should on this, we should on that, and people should on us too. And when we do that all the time, we are, like, punching ourselves in the face. Literally, it's like a punching, we're treating ourselves like a punching bag. You know, oh, I should be doing this, and oh, I should really go and visit her. It's like, well, do you really want to? Or do you feel like you should because you feel obligated for some bizarre reason, you've got to step back and say, do I want to do this? Do, you know, if not, why not? And then fix that and get, get into your truth and into your power about it. If you feel you should, quote, unquote, do something, but it's against what you want to do, look deep and find out why you don't want to do this. And if you really, really don't want to do it, then just say no. And if you do want to do it, and that is a yes, you're like, I do want to do it, then break through your darn excuse and make it happen. You know, it's like, well, I really should do that. Well, do I want to do it? Yes, I need to do it. Well, then what is in the way? What do you need to break through to make it happen? It's like, what's the action step to move forward with it? And one of the things that you can do is you can buddy up with somebody. It's better if it's not a family member or spouse. You know, it could be like a friend or a colleague or in a cross-line person or something like that. But know your crap, right? Know your excuses. Know where you fall short. Maybe you fall short in follow-up. Maybe you fall short in working with the team leaders. Maybe you fall short with prospecting for new people. I mean, you know, whatever your thing is. But people working to support each other with their goals gets more wins than you going solo. And you don't need to, like, work with a ton of people. But if you just had one person, and you can say, oh, my gosh, I am really not doing well with this one thing in my business. Do you want to buddy up and we can kind of keep each other accountable or we can help each other through the struggle? Again, this goes back to that first one of self-awareness. 
where, you know, if you know this area of your life that is a struggle for you, you can make up all the excuses all the time to not attend you know, that event or, you know, to go and do something else. You can keep doing that or you can buddy up with somebody to help support you as an accountability partner. It doesn't need to be super deep or anything, but you could just check in once a week or, you know, through an email or a text or you can just figure it out. You know, I mean, it's your own thing. You might do Marco Polo or you might do FaceTime. I don't know what you do, but you know, whatever you need to do in order to get that thing done, you've got to know yourself and say, I need you to do this to help me through that. And then ask the same of them. What do you need me to do to help you through that? And so be sure the person can call you out on your excuses if you make excuses to not handle your excuse. (laughs) So it's important to say, now look, you might even be honest with them. Again, it goes back to that number one self-awareness. Just say, look them in the eye and say, I'm going to look for every excuse not to do this. And you need to call me out and don't let me buffalo you. Uh, I tell you myself, guys, personally, I used to have some multiple life coaches. Like when I first started the business all the way through, when did that happen? Oh, I didn't find a coach until 2013 or 2014. I've got a couple really good coaches now. And all of them call me out on my crap. I cannot bullcrap them anyway at all. And they call me right out on the carpet. I'm like, crap, you know, I was just like, but I've had coaches in the past that I could justify my, my inaction for something. And I would make it like really detailed and good. And I could, you know, really what it was, was is an excuse for not carrying through with something. So buddy up with somebody that can call you out. It's really important. And then one of the things that I absolutely love, and some of you may know this already, but this is the ultimate, ultimate excuse breaker. So, you know, when you've got that, like you're, you're at that point, you're self-aware, you know what you need to do, you've decided to do something, you committed, you're like, I'm going to do this, you've identified what you need to do, but you still have that heaviness in your chest and those cement shoes are on your feet and they're holding you back from getting into action, I invite you to check out Mel Robbins and her five-second rule. It's like, Stop thinking. You say the literally the words five, four, three, two, one, and you literally get your feet moving forward into taking the action of whatever it is. You pick up the phone to make that follow-up call that you've not wanted to make. You call that or you message or call that person you need to get that presentation scheduled for in front of 50 people that you really are terrified to talk to. Or you call, excuse me, Here's, we'll go to the dark side a little. You might call your sponsor for AA and tell them you fell off the wagon. Five, four, three, two, one, and act. You know, that's, it's a very simple principle. Mel has done you know, lots of research and figured out why it works and what it does to your brain and all that stuff. But it is as simple as saying five, four, three, two, one, act. No more thinking. The more we think, we talk ourselves out of that because this is reality is, you know, when we're afraid of something, our subconscious will keep telling us those lies and those excuses to try to, in its own way, protect us when that subconscious brain is sabotaging you. I mean, are you really in fear? Are you jumping out of a plane without a parachute? Well, if you are, there is good reason to make an excuse not to get on that plane, in my opinion. (laughs) But if you're like, you know, I, I, going into that, you know, my own thing with the plane. And I'm like, people have asked me to go skydiving. And I say, no, 
I do not want to skydive. I literally just make that boundary. I have chosen not to go down that path. That is one fear I do not want to go break through is jumping out of planes. And so, like, I own it. I'm like, I, it's not even something I want to do. It's not something I would even enjoy. So why would I even do that? And, and own that when you really don't want to do something. But with the, you know, working with these fears that are not completely irrational and we know we need to be doing something and you want to do something, but you still feel that heaviness, you've got the cement shoes on, five, four, three, two, one, what is the step you need to take in order to do that? And her thing was, this was when she was in a dark state in her own life. And she was hitting the snooze button every day, every day. And she was not getting out of bed. She was hitting that 100 times, you know. And she one day just heard the alarm, hit the button, was getting ready to lay there and lounge. And then she said, five, four, three, two, one. She jumped out of bed and started, you know, getting going with her day. And that changed her life. And so you can read her book, The Five-Second Rule. You can look her up on YouTube, on the Internet. The woman is amazing. But her excuse-busting concept doesn't mean squat if you don't apply the principle and use it. I've used it before. I mean, you know, you guys, I do talk on the stage, and every now and then I get a weird little thing in my head, and I, I just literally get up there, stop thinking, five, four, three, two, one, I just start talking. And that is just how you get through things. You just, the more you talk, the more fear, the more excuses, the more, it's a cycle of death, you know, doom loop around and around and around, not helping you. You just get out of that subconscious baloney that's keeping you back and you five, four, three, two, one, and you act and you move forward to do whatever you say you don't want to do or you don't want to do, or you're afraid to do or whatever that thing is. And so that goes back to the, the final thing that I have here is you just got to do it. You know, Nike's brilliant slogan means more when you're aware of your excuses that, you know, that you're making in your life because it's having you, you know, put a wall in front of you and your goals that you want to achieve. And that slogan of just do it, it's like the athlete. Think about an athlete. And I'm sure I've got athletes listening to this. And if you're there, hey, you know, good for you. <laughs> Yay for you. Like my horses, I love them to pieces. But do you think I want to ride every day? Do you think that there's times I'm like, I don't know if I want to ride him or her today, blah, 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 make up these excuses. Just do it. It's the little actions every day that, you know, will snowball and make big tsunamis of results. And so the athlete that gets up in the morning at 4 a.m. to go for a run before they go to work, they there's days they don't want to do it. <laughs> Listen to David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. You want to get your, your perspective straightened out. That book, Can't Hurt Me, I listen to it on audio. It's really good on audio because there's a lot there that is not on the, in the book book. There's a lot of commentary that David does with the, the guy who's narrating. Um, David Goggins uh, is a guy who's really changed his life around, and, get, and his big thing is about getting through excuses. And it's, it's really uh, an interesting story with many polarities of things that happen in his life. But he talks about this specifically is, you know, is doing the stuff that you know you need to do in order to get to your goals, but you don't want to or you want to find other reasons to stay in your comfort level. It's like five, four, three, two, one, just do it, take the step. So let's 
just go through a really quick little recap so that you guys can fill in your notes if you need to. So remember that the excuse is a well-planned lie that you tell yourself to justify your inactions or your actions, <laughs> depending on what side. You know, and the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to identify your, those excuses through self-awareness. You really have to own it. Because remember, excuses block you from your goals, and it causes people not to trust you, which is really, to me, like the worst thing. It's one of my core principles is trust. And, like, I, I see that, and I'm like, oh, crud, I better not be making excuses because then people won't trust me or vice versa. And always remember, dig deeper on those excuses and really find out what's going on behind that. You know, why don't you want to do something? And then you could take that fear or that reasoning and make it into fuel and opportunity. Because when you take that responsibility and you own it, it puts you in control. And, you know, remember that, you know, if you take responsibility, you are now in a position of power and not, you know, letting the world around you dictate your life like the outside forces are determining why you can't do something. So that will also in turn give you the confidence and you've got to identify what else will give you confidence. Do you need more training? Do you need to change your thinking thinking? Do you need practice? What do you, you know, or maybe you just got to throw it out the window and say, who gives a flying crap? And just say, I don't care what people think. I'm going to make a mess and I'm going to do it. And that's just the way it's going to be. And that's personally my mantra. <laughs> my mantra is ready, fire, aim. You know, people always tell me, how can you create so much content? How can you do all the things that you want to, that you do? I mean, people are like, Jen, you get more done in a week than most people do in a year. And I'm like, I don't make excuses. And I still make excuses. And I, I do, you guys. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But like, when I know what my goal is, I have to, anything that I come, that comes up with that goal, I, I really try not to make excuses and I just do it. Act, act, act. And you know, I think my middle name is act. It's not Anne, it's act. Jennifer act Springer. Right. So on the other side of that, you know, if you really don't want to do something, make sure you say no. And you're just really coming into your own truth and creating that boundary because you need to recharge or you really just don't want to do something, you know, obligations that make your gut sour or that you're there and you want to stab your eyes out is not helping you. It's not, it's not beneficial for your life to do that because you feel like you should go. I should show up. I should do this. I really should clean my room. I should really sweep my office, you know, that kind of thing. Well, instead of saying I should do it, say, you know what, I need to do that, and I'm going to do it tomorrow at 8 a.m. You turn that around, you make it happen, you make it finite. And if you really identify where you're slacking and you're having a trouble, then buddy up with somebody. Believe it or not, you're not the only person in this world who's having problems with getting through their excuses and that supporting each other. I know that you have friends in your life, you have contacts, maybe cross-line, whatever, who would love to support you and that they also need the support themselves. They would be elated to buddy up with you and find that person that can be that for you. And then, you know, there's times you might just, again, use that five, four, three, two, one and start acting, start moving your feet, you know, just do it, make those things happen. Cause we, you know, all this theory and listening to all these things today, that doesn't mean anything if this stuff doesn't get put into action. 
And that is always a thing. If you have been listening to these calls for a long time and you're not sponsoring people and you're not growing, why? What is the excuse that you're making for yourself? And I, I know that's harsh, but that's reality, you know, loving reality. Like, I want you to succeed. I want you to achieve the goal that you set out when you enrolled and you wanted to build a business. That moment you said, I want to do this as a business because that because will not come into fruition if you have excuses. And if you've been in Young Living for two months, two years, 20 years, and you're not on the path of where you want to be, ask yourself why, what are the excuses, and go through this, these steps that I've talked about today. So anyways, I hope this was helpful for you guys. I didn't even realize what time it was. We're right at the top of the hour, and I'm super excited because this is a, this is a call I might even play for myself when I feel stuck. <laughs> How do I know about all this stuff with excuses, you guys? Uh, this is content I put together from my own. This was not content I found anywhere because I had to work really hard on my own excuses because I realized through that self-awareness thing, I'm like, oh, man, I'm always, you know, always we're making reasons why we can't do this or that. It's like just just do it, right? That's going to be our T-shirts. Just five, four, three, two, one. just do it, and then put like a little trademark Mel Robbins on your T-shirt. So we'll see you guys next week. I'm going to open the line so we can say goodnight, and hang on, everybody. <coughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, Good night, Good night everybody. Good night. Thank you.